Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I talk about what we do when we get sick before we preach, and we discuss this week's message in our series entitled Presence. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching, episode number 49. That means next Sunday, or next week is the big... Number 5 the, the golden anniversary. 5 which is exciting. Yeah. Um, 50, 50 episodes is a big 50 deal. Almost coming up on a year's worth. Yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, it's been interesting too. More and more people. I had more people come up to me this past week and you know check on because uh, people that listen to the podcast know last week we did it all remotely because I was home, not feeling great, um, and is also coughing quite a bit. People that are listening now probably can hear that voice is still a little thin. Got a little, um, got a little something. Little thin. Don't feel bad. Um, really don't feel bad, but it's still. Um, Still a little thin, but it did, you know, one of the questions that I think people would be uh, interested for uh, for us to talk about is this whole idea, what do you do when you wake up Sunday morning? And and you don't feel well, um, <laughs> you know. It's 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 one of those unique things about our job, um, about our vocation, our calling is, you know, we're called to to preach and teach the word of God on Sunday morning. And even though we have multiple preachers here at FPC, um, that actually compounds the problem. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting yeah. ready to talk about. Yeah, exactly. So, John, you know, just in the past, what have you done? Uh, on that Saturday night, Sunday morning, when you're just feeling like death warmed over, right? I mean, what do you do? How do you with the mo- the the Sundays that you know you have to push through? Or, and and is there like kind of a line in your head when you're like, I can push through, I can't push through. You know, it's funny we were talking about this beforehand, and I didn't think this thought until you announced it as we started recording. Which is, is there any place in the Bible? Are there any stories in the Bible where, where a, a prophet or someone who had to bear the message could not bear the message because they were not feel, feeling feeling well? I can't think and of the that. only thing I could think of was the, the you know I just had uh, Jack, our daughter Lauren's son. Yeah. He 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 sat down and told us the story. No, no, take it back. It was Marley uh, told us the story of um, of Zechariah and Elizabeth and the baby and how yeah. Zechariah, you know, God got the God didn't let him speak until the baby was born. Yeah, yeah. so he couldn't speak. He's the yeah. only one I could think of. But yeah, what do you do when you wake up on Sunday morning? And you know, usually you can see these things coming on on Saturday nights. Yeah, and so uh, usually what I I've done is I I've put uh, put my backup on reserve, whomever that is. Usually an associate pastor. Yeah, um, has been on on reserve and say. Hey, just in case, be on standby. It could happen. Now, do you? Did you? Did you? In those moments, do you send them your your notes? No, no. no. I yeah. said, I, I, I basically what I said to them is just pull pull one out pull whatever uh, that you've, you got you've out. done before. Mm-hmm. But I was just, and I ran a quick calculation on this, and you and I have been uh, preaching for about the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. So that's a, and, and, and that's a, we have both preached about twelve hundred sermons. Yeah. It's a crazy number. It's a crazy number. And out of those 1,200 sermons, um, I can't think of one time where illness has has taken me has out entirely. Mm-hmm. I can't – not one time have I – there have been some that I've I've had all my people in place. And, and 
and there have been others to to your specific question where I woke up on Sunday morning and I was not feeling it and I uh, but it was it was I knew I wasn't contagious I just yeah. it was laryngitis more than anything yeah. and pretty much anything else you can you know you you would need to, if I if I'm obviously getting sick sick and yeah. and hurling that would be one thing but that's never happened to me mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate to say that right now <laughs> Zach is knocking on wood Knock right on now wood, yeah. uh, here we are you know three weeks out from Christmas <laughs> so uh, that has never that has yet to happen to me uh, and I hope it never will uh, happen to me um, and obviously in those situations you just you you, you know you we we we're thankful that we have uh, other pastors and yeah. we have other leaders in, in place uh, around that you can call on to, to fill in but um, but I have I have pushed through like you did two weeks ago was it mm. was it yeah a week, week ago Sunday yeah. where it's just you not felt well and I've been congested and mm-hmm. and uh, and I keep uh, something hot and and, uh, and throat comforting in my in my hands lots of hot tea lots of hot lots tea around. lots of hot tea I was introduced to, to a tea called throat coat throat coat yeah. which is a uh, which is to help uh, people who have sore throats so and how about you have you had any had so, any, have you had any like total yeah. no shows I'm out for the count first the only time that's happened to me was about five years ago um, here at FPC, um, I was, uh, people that know me, they know I struggle, uh, have chronic kidney stones, um, which is, you know, super fun kind of ailment mm-hmm. to, to deal with. Um, I've gotten really good at, at, uh, passing them, but, um, about five years ago I had one that was not, um, it, it came on, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I knew it was not going to be. I was not going to be well enough to preach by Friday. And and here at that point, you know, um, our former associate Kenny Ellis and I were sharing duties in in Agape uh, in the uh, in the in the. Um, and you were scheduled for Vine. In Vine, and so it was very easy. We were in a series. He and I had 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 fleshed out together. So he knew, you know, he was, and I had, I, I I think I sent him some of my basic notes that I'd already worked on just to, you know, it was more the exegetical work, um, no illustrations or whatever, but, but the exegetical work, I sent that on to him and, and he preached and they, 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 we were, we were live streaming at that point, even in Vine. So I, I watched and they prayed for me over the air, over the uh-huh. airwaves and, nice. and, uh, the agape class, you know, which I teach every Sunday that we, we obviously didn't, didn't meet. Um, somebody came in and just kind of said, Hey, this, this is what's going on. And, and, um, and, uh, so they prayed for me as well, but it was, you know, that's, that's the only time, um, every other time, even I've been, I have had moments where I, you know, I was physically just really not well and just pushed through. And, and, uh, as I was sharing with, uh, you know, the, the, the tech crew this past week, you know, um, it's very, you know, we don't have pitch hitters, right? Right. I mean, it's not, it's not like backup quarterbacks and even and here, especially, I mean, in, in other churches where you have multiple, maybe multiple services and multiple pastors, it's very easy to call up your associate people who who've done that my, my former church you know there were there were a couple of times my my father-in-law was a the was the pastor there struggling with cancer and and um you know there were two two different occasions where he called me with 36 hours to go wondered that that if you if you've been on the on the other side yeah. of that where you've been the the pinch hitter for the um yeah yeah for the for the past the main pastor for, uh, for that day and you filled in for them yeah so that but you that, had 36 hours notice which is Generous, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Friday evening on both both occasions where um, he just he couldn't he couldn't go and and uh, 
and in those cases, it was you know three sermons in a row, you know back to back to back to back, same sermon, but but uh, you know in those cases he gave me his his notes or whatever, and then on Saturday I rework it and make it your own, and then um, deliver on Sunday. But it's <clears throat> those are challenging moments too. I think I think given the <laughs> the chance, I'd rather be on the 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 end of making the call my myself whether i can or can't sending someone your notes rather than getting someone else's notes exactly and making it your own in the last minute yeah, yeah. exactly i think yeah. that's um that's preferable because then you can say um i feel strong enough i know that and, and there's a lot of prayer that goes into it i mean two weeks ago uh there was a lot of prayer just saying lord you know this is really whatever comes out it's up to you anyway so yeah. it's not my strength it's your strength and, and god always you know the holy spirit always shows up you know, and 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 that's the weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, those those Sundays where you just think that you're not you're not on top of your game, yeah. you're not you're all there. You got lots of distractions, or something else is going on, or you're not feeling well. Inevitably, those are the Sundays that people come away saying, "Yes, that's right. <laughs> God said this to me, and I really heard this through this message today." And you're like, "Okay, God, you you, I had nothing to do with me. I just stood up there and and swung the bat." And that doesn't that you know speak to what Paul talks about, you know. Christ's power made perfect in our weakness. So when we are weakest, you know, he's strongest in us. I think we, I think we are, you know, what a, what a object lesson for pastors in general, just to say, you know, maybe, it's not, we're not <laughs> it's more it's about good, humbling. Uh, uh, it's more about your submission and your weakness yeah. than it is your strength. And, but you do think about those, you know, to your, to your question about the illness is that, you know, a lot of things go through your mind. It's not just a question of, can I, can I get through a preaching moment? You know, you've got a congregation of people that you love and that you care right. about, and you want to make sure that they're well. Exactly. And so, so their physical wellness matters. So you think, okay, am I contagious? Yeah. And that's if I'm contagious, it doesn't matter how much I think I can get through the moment. Yeah. I, I need not be there. And especially nowadays, I mean, the I think you know people in the past, if you had a cold or whatever, they were a lot more apt to say, oh yeah, push through, power through. Um, where, you know, like last week, you know, I was not in the office at all. I worked from home the entire week because I was still coughing like quite, quite a bit. Um, and I, and I didn't want to be, and you know, I didn't feel, I, I don't, I wasn't contagious uh, necessarily, but just the optics of it too. You know, you have to be <laughs> careful nowadays too. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, if somebody sneezes in a room, everybody turns around and it's like, <laughs> you feel like you have a, a loaded gun or something. <laughs> you feel like you'd be one. yelling out, uh, unclean, 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 unclean. But you know that the, the, you know, the Holy spirit, you know, the word of God will not return void. And so right. no matter where we're at, God's going to show up. And sometimes that does mean you have to, we have to, to beg off of, of us being there. Um, but sometimes it means we, we press through. We press through, and we rely on on God. And, and this week, you know, it's hard for me too because I love Advent series. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I think it. I just I love. I I think some preachers, and then maybe ask you too this question. You know, do you feel excited about Advent series, or do you get a little bit like, oh, you know, it's people are expecting the same stories and. And I've done these stories before. Or do you come at it just excited every time? I think I come at it fresh every time because it's been it's been a while yeah. for all of us. And so yeah. even though these are familiar stories, so every, all of it's f- familiar story for those of us been around a while. We've 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 dug into the even in this past year, you know, Jonah and yeah. all these different stories we've done. They're all familiar. So it's not it's not a question of familiarity, but it is a question of the, the time of year and the readiness. Yeah. And it's been a, a full year for us. And so no, I get excited about the about this. I was excited to be. 
I mean, I was off the week before, so you guys, you and Rebecca, you know, kicked off, off the series, yeah. and and, um, and I was excited to jump into the to to week two. Yeah, this week especially, uh, um, we were in Matthew chapter one, starting with verse eighteen, specifically looking at the 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 Christmas story from the standpoint of Joseph, um, the uh, adopted er- earthly father of of Jesus, and and it's one of my favorite narratives out of the the whole Christmas season. Yeah. And so when you were approaching this this week, you know. Um, we really the whole idea was talking about the thin places of 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 God's presence and so where was your where was your mindset as you approached the text in in Matthew chapter 1 well it, it was it was seeing that that Joseph had a a a significant moment in his life that would that changed that changed his life and changed, you know, ended up changing the the world, of course. So mm-hmm. I really wanted to unpack, you know, unpack it. And it was really interesting to me to listen to you because we both had the same impulse. Yeah, it's we're so familiar with the story. We we we've come to the story time and time again. It's it's easy to to skip right over the the personal struggle that Joseph yeah. would have gone through, the 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 challenge of what he what he heard the angel say in, in the dream, and what that impact that would have had on his life personally. You just think that. He, even even now, you, some of the things we didn't talk about, we didn't we didn't talk about what social impact that there, this mm. would have had Mm-mm. on Joseph's life. Uh, that'd be worth it. Another you know coming at this again in some future yeah. series is like you know what what social impact did that? What risk? What sacrifice did he make? Uh, I just so the impulse was this is such a rich story with mm. so many layers to it, and so many possibilities to it. <clears throat> so let's let's just get into the story, try and live in the story, not only from the perspective of, of Joseph, but from the perspective of people who heard. This story for the first time about Joseph. Yeah, what was what would their reaction have been? So, yeah. so that was, and then and then really with the idea that of the larger theme of the series in mind is like, okay, here is a time when God showed up. Yeah, let's talk about what those those times are like. Yeah, yeah, and I think both of us. One of the things that always gets me, and I, we both kind of hit this, is um, this idea of Joseph as kind of. Um, extraordinary in character yes but ordinary in in position right i mean his position in life was very ordinary working guy you said blue collar i said salt of the earth you know um with plans for business um and family i mean very ordinary but extraordinary from a character standpoint yeah. and we both kind of hit on that and to me it's it's i think it's one of the the cool things about matthew's um focus on jo- joseph and because matthew is really focusing on jesus as the son of david you know he's uh, matthew's yeah, whole idea the, the genealogy came just before this which established him yeah, with, as a yeah what you a, mentioned in, in the lineage yeah. but, but you know these are these are even if you track, track back through most of those people these are not not leaders yeah, not leaders yeah, yeah. Yeah, and 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 I think the idea that this very this person of very ordinary position is put in a very extraordinary you know um, circumstance, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem great from his vantage point, and and um, somebody was asking me the question afterwards and and um, talking about timing, you know, uh, difficult in the Gospels to determine how long between the time when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant and this moment in his home, you know, was it, was it hours? Was it days? Was it, was it week? I mean, you know, how long was Joseph wrestling with this, this, this idea that his betrothed had been unfaithful to him? 
Yeah, it's a good question. And uh, that's you know that's something on the cutting room floor because there's a, it's all conjecture. You know we don't we don't know. Um, but you you have to assume though that it it could not have been that long because the righteous man that he was was ready to to file for divorce. He was ready yeah. to go through the proceedings, which would have started. You know, you can't wait too long. She's pregnant. She'll, she'll start showing. You start and, showing and all, yeah. all the issues there. So it, you, it would have been within, had to have been within within weeks. Yeah. But still weeks of, of to me, I think that's the amazing thing. Even a few days would have yeah. been, I mean, can you imagine the, the, the psychological and emotional toll that, that that places on Joseph and the impulse to do, and you mentioned this, I mentioned this as well too, this, I, the impulse of, of yes, the divorce is obvious. You know, he had to divorce Mary, but the impulse to do it punitively, and then deciding not to do it, yeah, to do it more gracefully. So, you know, when you think of the life of when you think of Joseph in this moment, you know, what are the you know some of the things that really um, that you want to get across to people about who he is and his position in Jesus' life, um, especially as as he's the one chosen by God to to be the 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 adopted father of Jesus for for whatever time period he was. I, I for me the most the most striking part of the story is or the most telling part of the story. I don't know if it's striking, but it's certainly striking in its impact. But the most telling part of the story is that he clearly perceived God's presence and he clearly perceived God's message through the through the angel in the dream. But it's what happened immediately afterwards. Yeah. That 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 set everything in motion, and that he, he was that that, and you know we talked about him being um, a good man and not wanting to not wanting to to shame her publicly, mm-hmm. but he's still going to go through with it because that's the, the law was very clear on yeah. that. But what really stood out to me, what really is very telling, is that is that once he perceived that this is a different course that God had in in mind for him, that his his only response and the great recording of the, of, this, of the gospel is. He did it. Obedience. It right. was obedience. So he, it is. It is the obedience of Joseph. Because yeah. you know that you, you know if you again play it forward, and this is stuff I didn't. We didn't. Neither one of us got, got to this on the cutting. It's on the cutting room floor. Floor for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know that he took heat for this. Yeah, absolutely. And I love and that. So you, it's his you, obedience. You mentioned that ever so briefly. Um, but, but yeah, you could, you could do this whole series, a whole sermon on his sacrifice in that moment, because we, you know, we know be living with obedience. Yeah. That whether he was, whether he found out, you know, where, you know, where, where Mary was three months pregnant and when he found out or whatever, we know it was a month of him living with that stigma of people judging and snickering. And, and I, I, to me, that is a huge deal. And one of the things that you said, which I, I didn't mention, but I, I think it, I think it really is something for 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 us to talk about now is uh, Joseph never speaks in the scripture. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's fascinating. Yeah, because we, we piece together his life. We piece together his life. God speaks to Joseph quite a bit in the first few chapters of Matthew. You know, we get we get this this instance. We get the instance flee to Egypt, the flee, fleeing to come Egypt. back from Egypt, and then um, we get some actions in Luke's gospel where where when Jesus the only the only episode recorded of Jesus in his later childhood or pre adolescent years that were recorded in the gospels he's he's there in the temple, but Mary's the one that's saying your father and you know that's but I think it's fascinating, don't you that that Joseph never 
speaks. Yeah. So so here's this character who is really, in my mind, uh, to be to be um, esteemed for his obedience, mm-hmm. and yet we don't hear a word from him. You and know, we, and as it as if God were saying to us, the readers. Yeah. You know, the the, the storyline is the storyline. This is the part that we need to know. It's the part that's recorded in the gospel. But it's as if God were saying to us, the, the the readers, His obedience is the thing that matters. Yeah. It's not. It's not Joseph's word. It's not Joseph's speech and, and, right. and his what he has to say or his prayer or anything. It's it's, it's his obedience. Yeah. And it's 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 how God's word impacts Joseph towards that obedience because God, I mean, you think about all the visions that he has in, in a previous message I had done on Joseph. I talk about all the times the word behold it is used in Matthew's gospel. Um, I, I mentioned it very, very did, briefly, yeah. but in a previous sermon I did on Joseph, how many times the word behold is used in Joseph's narrative? How many exclamation point moments are used in the Joseph narrative and what does Joseph do in those exclamation point moments over because the word behold is used later with the fleeing to Egypt. It's, it's, it's used multiple times in those, 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 uh, those scenes as well too. And, and I just think that's fascinating. I mean, well, that makes me think though, that that just, you know, that, that's a whole, we talked a little while ago that there's so many angles that we could come into this story, but what else did you think about this week? That you want, that you would have or could have developed, that yeah. you're thinking about developing, but you said no, this is not the week for that. This is next time when we come back with a different angle, we'll go go there this time. What would you leave on the cutting room floor? I think one of the things that I always find fascinating is this whole idea of lineage. You know, the Matthew one, and it goes through. You know, the lineage in Matthew goes through Joseph, right? And you know, through day, you know, from David through Joseph, and 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 the whole idea of the representative king ultimately leading to this ordinary man because it wasn't about the 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 pomp and the circumstance it wasn't even if for the the moment where jesus god's flesh you know or or god made flesh and dwelling in our neighborhood um it wasn't represented in the 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 old testament way of the tabernacle temple and then the kingship, yeah. right? Because the kingship was also supposed to be with David, the the the, the kingly lineage, the, like king yeah. after king after king. Yeah, and and the whole idea was that that you know David was a man after God's own heart to be God's representative from a governmental standpoint, as the temple was was the religious you know the the the, the religious presence of God that the king was supposed to represent the governmental presence of God and and how that was so important. But then when it ha- when it shows up in the first century in Palestine, it shows up in. Uh, a, a blue collar worker's Ordinary, home, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and to me that that's really um, well. It gives it gives range of of in some ways range of representation. I did a talk last last Christmas, I guess it was, on the women in mm. the genealogy. Yeah, I've done that one too. Uh, I love Matthew, that. and you know it's pretty revealing that it th- is. these are these are not. These are not queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are some people of, of, of uh, interesting characters, and yet, yet yeah. here they are listed among the the, the elite. Yeah, yeah. The four the four females listed in Matthew all have pretty 
interesting backstories. I mean, you've got Bathsheba and you've got Ruth and you've got uh, you've got Rahab, Rahab <laughs> which yeah. is I think is always funny to me. But um, so, what about you? I mean, where did you kind of leave off? I mean, what was something that you're like, man? I, if I had another, if we did a whole series on just Joseph, which would be yeah. challenging, given given the, the the dearth of of scripture given to him but i think richness in the in the approach where did you kind of back well off? one of the things that that um this is one of the, one of these topics that ebbs and flows in the, in christian life um th- through the decades is uh, on on the presence and work of god's messengers yeah and so that might and that might again might be might be an interesting future topic for us to deal with is the 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 topic of God's God's messengers in the in the birth narratives. Yeah. Uh but um angelology people have you know could could well have and people people overdo it. Yeah. And they get so consumed by that they're more concerned about the angels than they are about the the, the main storyline of yeah. Jesus and the and uh, and as recorded in the in the gospels. But uh, I had in mind at one point to to spend some time, kind of a little bit of a sidebar, since since it's there it in the text, there. to spend some time talking about okay, what do we do with this? Yeah, let's just let's just have at least a paragraph or so saying okay, what do we do with the fact that this yeah. was not not this was not God on Mount. Uh, on the mountain, speaking yeah. through the, the the burning bush, it was not a direct communication of God. It was it was through the angel messenger. Yeah, and so that was one, that was one. Uh, it, it just felt like it would take too long to develop for, for one thing, yeah. and um, and I didn't want to feed into uh, the overemphasis of a uh, uh, of the fact that it was, there was an angel messenger, yeah. an angel as messenger. And so I left that out, and then and you spent a little more time on it when you talked about the temple design and uh, yeah. the lampstand and the sea and the ceiling and all that. And I thought that was was great, but I I had in mind that whole. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I dealt with the 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 curtain. Yeah. And 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 we both tied it into the to the veil, uh, the curtain and at the temple, yeah. and uh, we both did. Pretty much the same thing with it. That yeah. represented the holy in the holy of holies. There was God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so spending more time on that would have been fun to unpack that. Yeah, for me, I, and I, I could have spent a lot of time on that because the design of the temple and the tabernacle. Most people just when they get to those sections and eyes glaze and Exodus, over. Yeah, they're like, I have no idea what this means. Um, they just rush through it. Um, but, the, but for me, there was a and I. I, I I could really geek out on all the little details, so I just went really like very thin with it. But to tie it into the whole creation story that we talked about last week in John one, for me that was where the tie-in comes in. But man, I really could have developed that a lot more because I think because um, then it then the, it goes the then, earthly tabernacle yeah. or temple is a representation earthly yeah. representation of the spiritual tabernacle. Yeah, and then spiritual. go out to Revelation where yeah. you see some of the very same uh, echoes of what what God has designed in the tabernacle temple. To me, that's so fascinating. Yeah. And then and then pass through Hebrews and um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but but we're also we're also on on duty on a day that's when right. we have communion that's coming right. up. So we know we've got you know we make those decisions. Yeah. We have to something something can't we can't say everything. Yeah. By the way, I, I loved I loved how you know we we, we almost preach the same sermon in terms of of, of yeah. message and content and what we did with Joseph and how we're yeah. doing it and the th- emphasis on the thin places but in the end you went more mission with it yeah 
and I meant went more worship worship uh, yeah. space with it. Yeah, and we just sort of left it with that. And I, that for me, it, f- it felt very rich to to listen to you. Said I love that. that. That there's a connection with the darkness and the light coming in, and you're being the light. And as you do that, you you are that place where bringing in that place where heaven and earth touch. When I thought too, when you when you're talking about the, that worship space, um, which I which is which is an, a great 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 angle to it. And this is why again we say this to people. Uh, it's not, I, I don't feel like it's, I think it's a strength of our ministry here at FPC that we have two different approaches every single week because our congregation has the opportunity to have two different approaches and get a fuller picture of uh, the, the scripture there? message yeah. than they would if it was just a single source, right? And I've had more and more people, as we've said that, I think it's, it's more and more people are kind of like... Oh yeah, cool. that, that's right. Yeah, more and more people are taking advantage of that, and their their spiritual life, their discipleship is is enriched by it. And so, again, I do. I mean, I always encourage people listen to both messages. What if you wherever you are at on Sunday, go listen to the other one on Monday or Sunday afternoon or whatever, um, or watch it online. So if, if if you've missed it, go to our YouTube page, watch watch the whole service too, because you get a you get a full a fuller picture of of the Advent season. And then again, if you uh, missed. Any one of our episodes of Armchair Preaching, make sure you go to um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or our website. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get notified when a new one drops. Um, hit the hit the like button on that, and then share it with your friends. It is enriching. Um, it's a great way to walk around Lake Hollingsworth, listening to both messages. And drop the kids off. In, that's right. In the car line. That's right. Drop the kids off in the car line. Listen to both messages. Listen to armchair preaching. Um, and get get a fuller enrichment of the the the, the, the word of God. I, I feel like I'm humbly I can say that. And for this admin especially, yeah. lots of busyness. This helps really that. John, appreciate you being here once again. Look forward to it again next week. Me too. Me too. Episode number fifty Thanks next everybody. week, guys. See, See you guys next, next week. See you guys next week.